Hi, I'm Lily, and this is How to Win Friends and Influenza, the podcast. Well, I rode my bicycle today, and there are a lot of steps involved in that. So the first step was putting on socially acceptable clothing, going to the bicycle cage, getting the bicycle, and then pumping the bicycle tires up. I think at the moment there's something wrong with the thing called the inner tube. Cycling people probably know all about this. I mean, take away the probably they would know all about this. But long story short, my bicycle tires keep deflating a lot. And I've been led to believe it's this super simple thing, which is very essential knowledge for anyone who ever touches a bicycle. But look, I don't really know much about it. So that's a later problem. But for now, it's easily fixed by just pumping the bicycle every time I ride it. Hey, it's, it's working, you know, it's, it's reducing the waste in the world by not buying this essential part for riding the bicycle. But anyway, so that was the next step. So pumping up the tires, doing this kind of maintenance, and then it was time to ride. There's some really cool bicycle paths around here, which is pretty useful. But the weird thing was that there was a couple of people walking in the bicycle path when there was a footpath, like a dedicated footpath right next to it. So the first really weird thing that happened was I rode past this guy who was in the wrong lane, but you know, I went around him. He just yelled randomly when I went past. He just like started screaming. It was very strange. He was walking with someone who didn't react. So look, maybe this is the thing that he does a lot. Maybe this is why they got together in the first place. They kind of look like some kind of romantic couple. It didn't seem like it was a a tick or anything. It just seemed like some weird intimidation tactic, I guess. (laughs) But in whatever case, it it didn't work. (laughs) So this guy just randomly screamed, which is like equivalent of someone honking their horn at you when you've just appropriately done something and they're just mad because they couldn't cut in or something. It's always the weirdest thing. But anyway, this guy randomly screamed. (laughs) The rest of it was fairly uneventful. Uh, Oh wait, there was another romantic couple that took up the entire path. Um, So I was just like slowly going behind them because I don't really like ringing the bell. It feels very intrusive. So I just like creepily kind of rode real slow behind them until eventually they realized and then they moved and then I went past. And then it was kind of smooth riding except for the fact that now the bicycle paths are heaps, heaps crowded. There's so many people doing this. I guess now that they don't have the joys of doing anything else except walking, riding a bicycle or going grocery shopping with all of the um, precautions and situations that are going on right now. Um, Well, I guess that's just what people in my area like to do. So it was fairly smooth riding, but just a lot of navigating around different people and trying not to crush children on their modes of transport. It was, it was good. And maybe... Look, I I didn't check time, which was also a good thing, getting into that sense of flow, but maybe as an estimate, sometime like two-thirds into it, maybe 40-ish minutes into an hour, the state in which I was thinking felt a little bit different. It wasn't quite the meditative state that you might get to into a a yoga session when you're kind of trance-like and half asleep and following moves because maybe that would have been like on autopilot and someone would have got crushed. 
So there was a little bit more awakeness than that, a little bit more alertness, which is probably reasonable when you're pedaling something that is almost a vehicle. But something did feel different. Some level of thoughts did feel a little bit clearer. And although there was some wild mucus dribble coming out of my nose because of the slightly cold temperature and my ears were kind of freezing too, there was just something about being in a slightly higher plane of existence. Like literally, because I was sitting on a bicycle that was a little bit taller than people, so I was like on a higher plane of existence. Something about the thoughts was different. It wasn't necessarily a giant revelation, but when it came towards the end of the bicycle ride, because I thought maybe my tires were going to be deflated again, as I kind of came out of that state, I started to appreciate how much clearer that state actually had been. And I guess in, in that state, you aren't really thinking about it. I thought about the things that I was going to talk about in this during that state, and maybe now back at sort of peasant level of normal clarity, maybe it sounds much more common and, and jumbled. It makes great sense to me though. <laughs> but one thing I did think about at that time was with a bicycle ride, unless you are basically like homeless, you are probably going to end up at the same point that you started from. You go from point A to some sort of loop. Maybe there is no point B, or maybe you go from A to B. You come back to A, to your place, to where your bicycle resides. And at the end of that hour, in some ways, it's like you've just returned to where you've started. You left point A, you come back at point A, an hour's passed, yet something is different. The version of you who went out, did that engaging physical activity, is different from the version of you who might have stayed at home in your pajamas, sitting on the couch, watching YouTube videos about people riding bicycles. Kind of like in The Simpsons when Bart and Lisa don't want to do any housework and then they see the virtual yard work simulator and they're like, whoa, yard work simulator. And somehow that play element is so much more attractive than just doing stuff. So the version of you who actually went and rode your bicycle is so different from the version of you who didn't do that, who just lived vicariously or maybe in some ways didn't live at all. So even though it feels like you return to the same place, you aren't the same person. Something inside you is different. And it's not just the improved cardiac activity. Something inside you mentally, spiritually is a little bit different. And the thing that's different is you treated yourself. You gave yourself the gift of exercise, of movement. You did something that took a lot of steps and a lot of effort and you had to survive random people yelling and blocking the path, but you did it. And hopefully <laughs> you survived or your bicycle's tires survived and there's at least a little bit of air left in them. And you grew. Even if it seems like a small thing, there is such a big binary difference between the version of you who did that and the one who didn't. And every day, 
in so many moments, we have these choices. And while it's not productive to be putting too much pressure on ourselves all the time, like you must be doing the thing that's hardest or most difficult or it seems like it's going to make you grow all the time because that might not be a way to live. There are a lot of times where we have these kinds of choices and knowing that it might feel like you've returned to the same place, like, like the decision is un- inconsequential, in some ways it's the most consequential decision of all because we make so many of these every day and we gradually shape the kind of people we turn into and you may end up at the same place because the place hasn't changed but you may have changed but you also may not because a a jerk who rides a bicycle is probably still a jerk (laughs) but you're not a jerk probably Thanks for listening. This is how to win friends in influenza. At least friends with bicycles in influenza because they'll be really impressed by your mad ride. Keep cycling. But only in a nice way and not like don't ring that bell too much because that's not nice. Peace.